There is no way that I am the only person to learn the very hard way that not everybody's going to like you. Whether it's the way that you walk and talk, the people that you associate yourself with, or how close your eyes are to your nose. (laughs) I don't know. Our response to being disliked is what's most important. So we can either crumble under the pressure of disapproval or we can step up, focus on our family, control the things we were meant to control and allow the results of our efforts to speak for themselves. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Blenders, what is happening? We are going to touch on a fun subject today, that being how to handle being disliked. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that every five, it's just going to be juicy. I believe this is episode number 70, which is a factor of five. So this is going to be a fun listen. Before we get into the episode, if you guys could take a minute to hit me with that rate and subscribe to the podcast. That would be fantastic. This is falling into the laps of so many people and it's a blessing folks. So that will only help get this content and information into the hands of those that need it. Families are on the struggle bus these days, but there is hope. And fortunately, we as blenders get to provide that glimpse of hope that makes all the difference within the family unit. So if you could please take a second to do that, I would appreciate it. And let's get into the content. So we are talking about how to handle being disliked. This is an experience that is indiscriminate toward one person or another. It does not discriminate against age, against your sex. It doesn't discriminate against your height or even the shape of your nose. And for some of us, (laughs) we are especially familiar with the fact that the shape of our nose has produced dislike at one point in time. Possibly. I know this was this was my experience, but the idea of being liked or disliked has been with us since we were on the playground. In our earliest years, there was part of us that wanted to be accepted, that wanted to have a ton of friends and the favor of all that we ran into, everyone that we encountered, because why not? And fortunately, there are many of us that hadn't yet experienced any form of rejection. And therefore, when we stumbled upon just this whole experience, this idea of being disliked, we were absolutely shocked by it. Like, what is this whole thing about someone not wanting to be my friend? Like, it's foreign. And I've I've experienced this firsthand myself, but I can recall it more clearly with my own daughters. They run into this this concept of being disliked and friction within a relationship in elementary school or before that point, even. And they're just like, dude, what is this whole thing? Like, why? Why is there not just harmony and peace in every single situation? And obviously, as we get older, we just understand we come to the conclusion that is accurate that not everything is going to be harmonious. 
There will be instances where there is friction within relationship, whether there is a moment whereby something occurs and it causes offense or it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths when we misstep or we make a mistake publicly or whatever. Or somebody sees how another interacts with us distastefully and all of a sudden they're just like, well, there might there should be or there must be something wrong with that person for them to receive that type of treatment. So let me go ahead and jump on this team. And this is just our initial interaction with this whole like and dislike concept. It is confusing at that point, and it can even be a confusing thing as we become adults. And as much as you'd think we'd be past this whole I like you, I don't like you kind of dance that we do when we're younger, you'd think we'd arrive at a point where that's no longer a struggle or a realistic experience for adults. It actually gets a lot pettier (laughs) when we grow up because now all of a sudden we have the resources to inflict our dislike or display our dislike upon other people. And we're able to do that in a ton of ways, whether that's in our relationships and we are throwing our connection with a certain person in another person's face. We're doing weird stuff on social media or we're flaunting the accumulation of certain materials that other people would want or just there's just all types of means to not just express dislike or to make it pretty apparent an emotional disconnect with another individual, we can throw that stuff in the face of other people as adults. And it is extremely ugly. And it gets even uglier when you consider the fact that this ugly intention shows up within our family unit, especially the blended family. When children are used as pawns or there are all types of attempts to emotionally manipulate in one way or another when there is disdain within a relationship. Many of you have probably experienced parental alienation. That's when you are just completely ignored, especially those that operate as step parents. You may be overlooked as far as the significance of your role or your importance as just a human being in the picture. That's just a few of the ways in which being disliked can show up in our family life. And it hurts. It cuts deep because your family is the most important thing where you have your deepest connections and your home is your safe haven, or at least it's supposed to be. But when you are at the mercy of being disliked by certain people, there is just a discomfort that is produced and created in your life. And this can be whether you're ruminating on just this idea of not being liked or it's being thrown in your face and people are using manipulation. They are using other human beings as pawns, and that can even be your spouse. And it just creates this great conflict within your relationships and in your home. And while some of you at this point, you feel like you are being recognized and affirmed as a bit of a victim in your home. And that is not my goal right now. I am not trying to affirm victimhood. I am simply acknowledging some of the realities that we experience so that we can understand what it is we're facing and begin to work in the right direction. 
So is it terribly uncomfortable that you are disliked, especially by specific people that have a level of authority and power that allows for them to inflict their dislike upon you? Yes, it is. It is garbage. That should not be the case because adults should grow up at some point. And are you wrong for wanting to be liked and fully accepted? Absolutely not. It is an innate desire that each of us have. And it starts literally from day one. We want connection. We want the affirmation. We want to be received well and liked. And for many of us, what people say about us is really important. Because we've done so much work to whether build up a rapport or strengthen relationships and connections. And we've invested years upon years upon years to be seen and received in a certain way. And that's not a bad thing. In fact, in Proverbs 22, 1, it says a good name is to be chosen over great wealth. So for us to aspire toward a not necessarily a pristine reputation, but for people to think about us and to think highly of us, that is not a bad thing. That is something that we should absolutely aspire toward. But there are individuals, especially when we experience conflict in those really personal situations and relationships that are going to reject us and they are not going to like us, not necessarily for our behaviors. Maybe it's because of our behaviors. It's not necessarily because of the way our face looks. But maybe it's because of the way (laughs) that your face looks. Oftentimes it's because of the role that we occupy and people just don't want us to be in that role. Like we are a source of discomfort. We are a reminder oftentimes of the mistakes and missteps of other people, especially when we are faithful within our roles. I'm going to get into that a bit more toward the end of the episode, but there are a plethora of reasons why people dislike us and many are legitimate. Many are illegitimate, but we have to be careful about how we handle being disliked. And I want to start there. I want to get into that a bit. I want to go over what it looks like when we are, in fact, disliked by other people or we don't have their approval for whatever reason and how it looks when we mishandle that disapproval. I'm going to go over the first one, and that being we overwork for approval. There are some people pleasers that are listening to me now, and this is especially an issue for those that fit into that category. When we are disliked, when there is disapproval, There is a concerted effort that is made to gain the favor, the approval, and to end up in the good graces of the individual in question, the people group that all of a sudden reject us for whatever reason. I may have spoken about this before in a previous episode, but there was a time when I was serving beside another leader. We were doing a youth ministry, and for whatever reason, I could not grasp. I could not wrap my head around why the guy didn't like me. I had no, I just couldn't get it. It was just super odd. There wasn't an instance in particular that I can point to, um, but just didn't like me. And what I proceeded to do was essentially 
fight for his approval and to end up in his good graces to essentially show that I mean well. I am not here to pose a threat by any means. And what that also required me to do is to kind of dilute my authority. And what this meant was I would avoid doing things or saying things that can come off as pompous or arrogant. And I intentionally kind of took this lower, humble road so that he always felt comfortable, always felt as if he can function in authority. I wanted him to know that I wasn't trying to compete with him in any capacity. And I did this from the position of the primary leader over that ministry. So because of that conflict that existed for, again, whatever reason, I couldn't define it. I essentially started to just lead from behind, essentially. And that's something that we do when we overwork for approval. We end up inconveniencing ourselves to gain the favor of others. All of a sudden, the things that we do evolve around this person reinterpreting, not just who we are, but what our intentions mean. And this becomes so important to us that we function in a way that's not consistent with who we are. And one other big thing that I want to mention when we are overworking for that approval, we start to pick and choose the people that we keep our promises with. I'm going to say that one more time. We begin to pick and choose the people that we keep our promises with when we are fighting for the approval of another. And what do I mean by that? I can, again, reference that role as the primary leader of that ministry. What I was supposed to do was to function in full authority, allow the dreaming to happen. And I was trusted with this opportunity to establish some vision and just have some fun and lead this group of young people as well as leaders in a direction that was just going to be awesome for all of us. And as I assume that role, I'm essentially promising that this is my commitment. I'm going to do this. But because of the friction that existed within this relationship, I did not fully step into that role and operate from it because I thought that would cause harm within this relationship. And we do this within the blended family dynamic as well. When we've made promises to our spouse concerning how we're going to do this family thing, what communication with the other side is going to look like. And all of a sudden we are fearful or intimidated by how they're going to perceive us, what they're going to think about us based on how we handle a certain situation. And therefore we conform, we bend, we break the promises that we've made even with our children sometimes so that we'd be received well, so that we can be looked upon and appreciated. We can receive the approval within the co-parenting relationship. And this even happens between spouses concerning children. This is an issue that also pertains to biological parents. They are put in a tough position where they kind of have to discern and figure out whether they are fighting for the approval of their love interest as that person is saying this child is an issue or should they come to the defense or the, should they continue to lead their child as they have is a real issue being pointed out or is this person kind of overreaching and looking into something or are they personally affected by this relationship in one way or another? It's very conflicting. There are a ton of situations that don't turn out well 
whereby children are rejected, neglected, so that the love interest remains happy and satisfied in the more extreme circumstances. But this is kind of what it comes down to. Just the contending for the approval of other peoples will cause you to break your promises, to step outside of your role and to overwork so that you can be liked, received and gain the favor of others. And I'll go a bit quicker through the next four. But the second thing we do when we mishandle the disapproval of others is we begin to question ourselves, our value and our worth. We start to diminish it. And this can result in us no longer trusting our decision making. And that's because this disapproval, however, it's showing up. And again, this can be right in your face. There can be some emotional manipulation taking place and just throwing a wrench into your family life. And this can produce invasive thoughts. And if you're meditating on these things constantly, then naturally you're going to begin to question yourself and wonder if you're doing the right things. If what this person is saying is legitimate and you are overstepping. And the third thing that I've found as we mishandle the disapproval is we begin to hide. And this can happen either literally or figuratively. Like we'll stop going to family events because of the discomfort and the tension you feel at Jimmy's baseball game. You're just like, I would prefer actually not to be present because of the peering eyes, because the last time there was an issue. And we start to forego these opportunities to connect with our stepchildren, for instance, or we're not showing up to the family gathering with our spouse because they like the ex better for whatever reason. Like these are real scenarios. (laughs) These are real things. And therefore we're like, I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to show up. I'm not going to do it anymore. And then there is the figuratively hiding and that being you're present, but you're not all the way there. You're not showing up in your full authority and personality. You're not engaging in a way that you could because uh, apparently your presence and what you have to offer is offensive or unwanted. And you're either worn down or you just don't feel like dealing with the drama. So you are on reserve mode, even if you are present in body. I am familiar with the experience. And then the fourth thing is we begin to return the favor when we are disliked, disapproved for for those of us that are just over it. We're like, hey, you hate me. I hate you. And we are reciprocating this disapproval and we begin to to lash out and throw back what we've been dished. And I'll tell you what, that never ends well because we end up either gossiping or we have witnessed the the child, the children being manipulated in one way or another. And then we begin to return the favor. We start saying things to the children potentially about the person in question. And we are either aggressively or passive aggressively causing discomfort or frustration for the other person. And what that means is the same energy that our family needs, that we need to pour into our relationships and growing our family, building a foundation is being redirected as we are expressing our distaste for these other people. And the last thing that we do when we mishandle disapproval is we forfeit our roles. I kind of got into this on on that first one as far as 
overworking for approval. And in my situation, when I was starting to lead from behind, when we arrive at our wits end, we just don't want to do it anymore. We want to throw in the towel. And again, we can be present within our role, but we relinquish the authority, the responsibility that comes with the things that we can achieve by fully functioning as a parent, a step parent, as a co-parent. All of these outcomes are either no longer attainable because we're not operating within our role or it's diluted. We experience fragments of success within our relationships. And as we're strengthening our bond with our, our spouse and our children, because we no longer believe that it's worth the resistance, the pressure provided by people or circumstances is just it's just too much. It feels like a no win situation. So we just forfeit. We, we throw it in and something that's forfeited, especially such an important role. That means like all that comes with it is slowly going to die. It's not possible for us to forfeit these all important roles and and to end up at a point where things are good and well and prosperous. And this may be something that happens subconsciously. We don't intentionally decide to step down from our role. But as soon as we do, it's like a slow death, a slow corrosion that will not just affect us, but everything around us. Personally, I am not sure what could have been achieved if I were to step into my role and remain in it fully in spite of the conflict that I had with that individual and not being received, approved, or liked by him. And don't get me wrong, there were moments where I felt like we were over that. Like we got to a point where he understood my heart, I meant well, and then we were moving in the same direction. But all of a sudden, this person would have a random emotional redirect. And then all of a sudden, it felt as if we were back at square one. And I was subjecting myself to that for years. And I believe many of you listening can say that you've had a similar experience. You kind of work toward getting to a certain point and then all of a sudden you feel as if you're there and eventually the rug is pulled from up under you and it just produces this confusion. But I have learned firsthand that it's important for us not to fall into that trap time and time again. Because the result will for sure be us missing out on enjoying our day to day lives, growing personally and investing in the things worth investing in. You do not want to be like me wondering if the ministry that I was leading was going to be an entirely different thing if I was all the way invested, if I exercised my authority as I should have. And because I've realized that my family is my first and most important ministry, there is so much that I learned from that experience that I've been able to successfully apply to my family. And I've seen the fruit of it. It's wonderful. And it's helped me to narrow down two things that I can do within my power that allow for me to combat any disapproval that I experience, whether inside of my home or outside of my home. And the first one is focus on your family. I know that sounds super basic, <laughs> like move on. What's the second one? But focusing on your family is so important. And this includes Everyone in your home, everybody in your home, they are your family. That is your family unit. 
And just in case any of you guys are living with whether your parents or you have somebody renting a room, I am specifically referring to those that are actually part of your family unit. And as basic as that idea may seem to focus on your family, so many of us miss it. And that's because we do not consider everyone in our home to be our family. When I think about the step parenting and stepchild relationship, oftentimes we as step parents do not consider those children to be ours. They are the children of the person that we're married to in a relationship with. They are the son or, or daughter of this ex individual, the person that we are co-parenting with. They are not mine. And many of us arrive at a point where we don't even want to be in that role, nor do we want them to be considered our children. Like that's just the furthest thing from our desire. And that is extremely detrimental to actively within your family, in your home, to have just room for rejection is poison for our families. Personally, I realized that I had to appreciate acknowledge and accept the children that are not biologically mine as mine or else there was going to be room for that rejection or else I was not going to raise them with the same amount of love, intention and effort that I was going to raise my own children. So I knew in spite of the issues that that could potentially produce on the other side with the other parents, whatever, that I had to fully, fully go in and acknowledge all of the children as my own, because that's what my role required. And some of you may not feel the same way. You may feel the contrary strongly. Um, and you know what? I would, <laughs> I wish you the best. I would be shocked if that is as effective as it should be. But I have personally found that this is the route that I had to take and many other um, step parents and families in order to achieve unity within their homes. And I've also realized if we do not focus on our family and accept all within our home as family, then we are vulnerable when it comes to this idea of like, dislike, approval or disapproval. The last thing that we want is to arrive at the situation where our relationship with those within our home are conditioned. It's based on how well things are working out. It's based on their acceptance of me, how well I'm treating them and vice versa, how well they are accepting me compared to potentially another parent or another adult influence. Because at some point, you are going to receive the disapproval of your children or other people within your home. And again, if your relationship is based on conditions, then you're going to start battling with this idea of approval and disapproval, getting into this, this tug of war. And then all of a sudden, you are susceptible to the five things that I mentioned as far as how we mishandle disapproval. And what it really comes down to when we don't consider everybody family, we're not focusing on the family unit as we should and fully functioning from our role, whatever that may be, then we are not controlling what we are supposed to control. And when we're not doing that, we will find ourselves attempting to control things that were never meant to be in our control. And this is where emotional manipulation comes in. This is where we start oversharing our frustration with our spouse so that they can do something about their children. 
And this is where we allow our discomfort about a certain situation to be regarded higher than the things that are within reason. Focusing on your family is important because it provides proper perspective. And then when things such as deterrence, other sources of frustration come about, sometimes you will even miss those things because, again, you are so dialed in to what's happening with your family and invested there that those other things don't even matter. And the second thing that we can do in the face of experiencing dislike or disapproval from others is to establish some self-respect. The goal should be for us to become people of integrity. We want our commitment to the mission to supersede the opinion of any other. So if there is a messaging or if there is an experience that contradicts your mission, as far as what you want from your family, what your your job, your function is within your role, then those things are not worth your time or attention. And in order to avoid getting caught up into the trap of someone else's feelings or thoughts about you, whether they are good or bad, you want to get to a point where the evidence of your efforts speak for themselves. That means they can say anything, they can assume anything, they can lie on you and try and tarnish your character, whether to other people or to the children, whatever the case. But your efforts and the well-being of those that you're investing in and how you are conducting yourself and the evidence of that being so apparent, not just within your home, but other people can see it as well. And at that point, it doesn't matter what other people are saying. It doesn't matter how they feel. It doesn't matter if you are received at that point. They can dislike you all that they want because ultimately your outcomes are not consistent with their perception. So they're saying one thing, but your investment in this individual is suggesting something entirely different. And this can be conflicting for children early on, but eventually they get to a point where they can see things for what they are. Maybe not in absolute clarity, but eventually they'll be able to know when a lie is a lie. And that means the truth will also become apparent to them. Much of the time when we get caught up in the disapproval of others, we don't have a ton of self-respect for ourselves. We are we can be a bit, you know, emotional. This is especially the case early on in blending. But when we establish that self-respect over time through our consistency and especially when we remain grounded in good character and showing up day after day faithfully. Our respect level for ourselves will speak so much louder than the little bit lack of respect or the absence of respect that we're getting from anybody else. So just in case it hasn't already happened, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. You will be disliked. There will be people that do not favor you, whether it's because of the symmetry of your face, whether it is because of the way that you speak or the role that you occupy. It can be no reason at all. They just they just don't like you. It is bound to happen, but it's important that we do not mishandle that disapproval and therefore compromise ourselves and our loved ones. Focus intently on your family. Receive everyone in your home as your family and then establish self-respect. And I promise you this whole issue of not having the favor of other people is not such a big deal anymore. And if it means anything. I like you. 
Okay. <laughs> Hope you guys got something from the episode. You guys are fantastic and we will talk soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.